0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan, and I am the host of this podcast. This week, we're going to be doing an advice session um, slash Q&A, but I think it's primarily a an, av- or an advice session um, from the questions that I received on the In Bloom Podcast Instagram page. Um, be sure to be following that if you're not, so you can participate in that um anytime like we do a q a you can submit questions and everything it's just at in bloom podcast on instagram and i also hope that y'all enjoyed the little starbucks treat surprise thing on thursday um, i want to do that more often in 2022 just as a way to say thank you um and just to give back to you guys for giving me so much and I wish I could get all of y'all coffee like every day of my life but obviously it's not exactly feasible and I feel bad because a couple of y'all had messaged me saying that you were um, at work when I had posted it which I posted it at 7:30 in the morning central standard time which I understand now that I probably should have done it like 6:30 my time and that I probably could have beat most people getting to work then um, so I felt really bad and I was like okay I'm gonna like reload like some money not like the same amount but like some money onto the card in the afternoon for anyone who wants to get like an afternoon starbucks who maybe didn't make it or didn't see the story in time or they were already at work for the first story so i had mentioned to a couple of y'all over dms on the podcast instagram that i was considering reloading it and i actually like had full intentions to do it but i did that on thursday i think and thursday wait, was it Thursday? Today, Saturday? Yeah. So I did that on Thursday and Thursday was actually like one of the busiest work days I've had in a really long time because I had to study and then I had to get a ton of, I had to film a video and then get like, um, content for three different brands on Instagram. So I had to like, get ready, do that. And then one of my friends had asked me to go to a Rockets game with her. So like, that was a plan. And then like, I like blinked after I had said all of that to y'all at like noon and then all of a sudden it was like 7 p.m. and I was like oh my gosh I feel horrible because I said I was considering reloading Um, but for those of you who missed who missed it what I'm going to do next time is do like half the money in the morning and half the morning money in the afternoon for those of you who maybe missed it and that way we can um, you know just make sure everybody kind of has the chance to get it like obviously it's going to be hard because you have to check Instagram pretty like quickly or frequently if you're wanting to catch it but y'all know the deal but I'm sorry if you didn't get it but you will hopefully get it next time um and I'm sorry for if I got any of y'all's hopes up by saying I was considering reloading and then forgetting to do it I should have put a timer on my phone or something and I'm normally good about doing that but I just completely forgot so I'm very sorry um but yeah I wanted to do like a advice session this week I really like doing these more than Q&As honestly because there's only so many questions I feel like you can ask me personally like every like month or two which is how often I feel like I do well I don't do these every month I probably do them every like two months and y'all came through with some really great questions um so I'm going to be answering those and like giving y'all my personal opinion and advice on what you asked um some questions are like super light-hearted fun and then others we're going to get a little bit more deep so I hope y'all are ready for that but before we do that I wanted to do the quote, goal, and gratitude for this week. I love doing these every week with y'all, and I hope that it inspires you to do your own, you know, quote, goal, and gratitude each week mentally. Um, I think it's a great way to sort of just give yourself, quote-wise, something to focus on for the week or something to reflect on, and then a goal, like some, like something one thing you want to achieve for the week, and then gratitude is always good to practice, of course, daily, if not weekly, and I think that that's super important, but... The quote for this week is, there are, there are all these moments you think you won't survive and then you survive. I know it's super to the point short. There's nothing special about it, but I just thought it was very on point for my emotions, my mood, and just the way I've been feeling lately like this week. Um, you know, like you have so much, like sometimes it just feels like you are having things thrown at you left and right. You're literally getting like, Hit by a bus, and you just feel like you're trying to climb up a hill, and you keep getting knocked down. And those are some of the most defeating moments. But in those moments, we build so much strength and resiliency. And I have found that that has been a true, just testament as to how my last couple of months have been. And um, you know, I just really, really like this quote because I feel like when we're climbing up that hill. You know, all we can think about is how we just think we won't survive and it's really hard to think we will and it's really hard to think we'll get past that hill because the negative feelings and emotions of being worn down and beat down are so much heavier than any optimism and hope that you may possess. And once you get to finally like the top of that hill after, you know, so much being thrown at you and so much adversity and, you know, so many challenges just being thrown your way, it's a lot easier to look down, you know, look back at that hill and be like, wow, I truly thought I wasn't going to make it, and I did. And when you realize that through each challenge and struggle you go through, it's truly just a reminder that each time you have something like that in life because um, you're going to have multiple time times like that you deal with this in life. You know, you're not always going to be on top of the hill. You're going to have moments where you're on top of the hill and then you fall back down and you have to climb back up. And it's good to reflect and remember, like, there are so many moments when I didn't think I could do this and when I didn't think I could make it, but I made it. And remembering that and recognizing that is so important to take into the next time you go through challenges and go through a lot of battles because you'll be able to look back and think, you know, like, man, I remember when I just truly think I wasn't going to make it last time I was in a super challenging position like this and I made it. Like, I conquered it and I came through and i showed up for myself and i did what i didn't think i could do and when you have that behind you like and you have you know really reflected on that once you can take that with you each time you go through a challenge and then it's just extra motivation and just a reminder that like you've conquered hard things and done hard things and overcome challenges and adversity before and you can do it again so i really really like that quote long-winded explanation but y'all get the gist um my goal for this week is to try and find balance at home between resting and studying i am going home tomorrow i'm recording this on saturday and then going home tomorrow on sunday i originally was going to go home monday but i'm going home tomorrow now and speaking of which i'm going home tomorrow and y'all the top half of my christmas tree in my apartment like the lights just like randomly went out today and I'm, I've been so bitter about it all day because only the bottom half of my, like, little six-foot-tall Christmas tree is lit. And I'm like, you know, honestly, thank God I'm leaving tomorrow because I'd be really sad if, like, my Christmas tree, like, completely burnt out um, over, you know, the next few days before Christmas and I was here for Christmas. That would be such a bummer. But I am going home tomorrow and it's going to be, like... I'm going to be home for seven days, like, seven full days, I guess. And I just really want to, you know, do things I love at home and um, really find rest and just peace at being home, which going home provides me with so much peace just because of, like, the beach and just, like, the nature of the pace of life back home. Um, If you're a new listener, I'm from Panama City Beach, Florida, so that's where I'm going home to, and I just think it'll be really good for me to just change up my surroundings, um, change up my pace, um, because... I thankfully I mean not so thankfully because I was like very busy this past week and it was you know driving me down to I where I had like nothing left in me <laughs> and I'm very tired but I've gotten so much work done that I won't have to do like really any YouTube work at all like I could edit a video if I wanted to but I have like video like three or four videos scheduled for the next like week and a half to go up or two weeks so I'm like solid with that like I really only have to focus on you know, myself and my studying, and I'm very happy about that, but I really just want to find that balance, because I don't know when I'll be able to, you know, go home for this long again. Um, It'll probably be Christmas next year, honestly, and I just really want to cherish every moment that I'm home, because it's like every time I go home, I feel like it's going to be longer till I'm back, but at the same time, I am going home for a wedding in January, but it'll be really quick, so I you know, won't be there long, but I just really want to soak it up, and, you know, be intentional with the time I spend there, I I find at home, sometimes I can, like, like, just get kind of lazy, which is fine, and I don't mind, like, the lazy days, but, like, I don't want to be lazy in the sense of, like, laying in bed and scrolling on my phone, like, I want to be intentional with my downtime, and actually, like, you know, maybe read a book if I have time to, or play Animal Crossing if I have time to, I literally haven't played it since last Christmas, and I miss, I literally think about it every week, and I just, like, don't really have time to play or if I did have time to play I end up choosing it to you know spend time with my boyfriend or something like that so um you know just something like that but I or watch a Christmas movie with my family you know I just really want to be intentional with the downtime I do have and not like let it go to waste while I'm home and my gratitude for this week I am so thankful to say that I passed my third CPA exam um truly the best feeling in the world and I literally told one of my friends um just for backstory like if y'all have listened to the last few episodes then you know I didn't feel great coming out of it because I took it Monday will be three weeks since I took it I think and yeah is it three weeks or two weeks I'm confused I don't know if it's two weeks or three weeks right now I think it's wait what is Monday the 20, 20th okay it'll be two oh my gosh two only two weeks okay it feels like it's been forever so it'll only be two weeks since I took my exam but I got my score back this week and I thankfully passed but when I came out of that exam I was feeling very flustered I started crying as soon as I got my car because I just didn't think I passed and I was like man this is the worst feeling ever because this is the largest exam in terms of the amount of content that's on it and hardest in the sense that it covers such a broad range of stuff And I just felt really defeated because I was like, you know what, this really sucks. I, you know, was hoping to be 75% done and at least feel good when I came out of it because I studied so, so hard for it. And I came out of it knowing that I couldn't have done anything else to prepare. So like I was at peace in that sense. But at the same time, I was just really frustrated because I just felt like despite all I did to prepare, I didn't feel prepared when I came out of the exam, if that makes sense. And then I got my score back this week, and I passed with my highest score that I've gotten so far, which was an 87, and I just truly could not believe it. And it was horrible. Like, my anxiety was so bad all day. I had such a hard time eating because I was just, like, so stress-ridden, and my stomach was upside down. And the scores were supposed to come out at 7 p.m., and the website, like, crashed, and they have to go under maintenance for, like, an hour. So I took that as, like, a bad sign that I, like, wasn't passing or something, because the site was down and I was like great I have to wait another hour and be tortured for another hour and then I got on the check and like you know like later on and I, I like truly couldn't believe it and the next day and two days after I had to log back in and like check my score again because I just didn't believe it but as soon as I saw it I literally just started bawling my eyes out because I went from like the lowest low to the highest high in a matter of seconds and I was telling my friend I was like I imagine this is what doing cocaine feels like because I literally just went from you know literally rock bottom thinking I was about to see like a not passing score and just I had how miserable the next couple weeks of my life was going to be through Christmas like playing in my mind of having to cram to retake this and then also take my scheduled fourth exam that I had already scheduled. And I was like, man, this is just gonna be rough. And then I saw the passing score and I was like, oh my gosh, wait, you're kidding. And I was just like overwhelmed with happiness and relief. And it was just literally a true 180. But I'm so so grateful. Um I I just I don't know, I'm so grateful and I'm so relieved and I'm so happy that I only have one more left and then I hopefully will never have to really study ever ever again unless I went back to school which I do not see happening ever so I'm so grateful that I have one left and I'm actually halfway done with the study material um and I take it in like two and a half weeks or something like that so it's kind of crazy how quick of a turnaround it is but I'm so ready to be done and I'm so grateful that I'm able to study full-time and like knock all these out before I start work um it's a huge blessing, but let's go ahead and get into the actual, uh, you know, advice session and yeah, be sure to be following and bloom podcast on Instagram so that you can participate next time and join the bloom podcast, Facebook group as well. Cause I love the little community that we have going on there. So net or not next question. (laughs) First question, how to not feel guilty about partying and going out. And the same person also asked about how to get over FOMO in college, So I have a feeling you're probably maybe struggling with those things right now, which is totally normal. And I just want to say that, you know, if you're not going out and like partying, like because it's your own choice, you need to find confidence and have confidence in your decisions. You know, you can't let what you see other people doing like shake your true desire of like what you want to do if that makes sense so like just because you see other people out and doing things you know you can subconsciously accidentally let yourself believe like oh that's what I want to be doing but if you're choosing not to do it in the first place clearly like that's what you are deciding you want to do and you need to have confidence in that and you don't need to let anybody else's opinion of how you live your life you know affect you I know it's really hard um and I've talked about it a million times on the podcast how my freshman year I pretty much just was an overachiever in my classes because it's what I had time to do and I my Friday nights and Saturday nights were usually spent shut in my dorm room and you know watching Netflix and I tried to be social in different aspects and like go to club related things but (laughs) It's really hard to show up to those things by yourself and feel included. So that was never really successful for me. And after so many unsuccessful attempts of meeting people, you kind of just give up. And that's when you like sort of become a recluse and like don't really want to put yourself back out there again. But you have to. You have to get over that. And you can let yourself sulk for a little bit. But you have to get out there and try again, which I ended up doing. Um, And I did meet, meet people that second time. I like really tried. But all of that's besides the point But, you know, feeling guilty that just about not going out and not partying, that just to me shows that, you know, you don't have confidence in the way you're living your life and you put too much emphasis on other people's opinions of how they how other people's opinions of how you live your life, like you're putting way too much weight into that in your mind and you don't need to and the thing is is like it's not going to be for everyone and I think the issue is that that is primarily what most people are posting on social media in college you know like people aren't generally like posting as much if they're just like having a fun item with friends like at their apartment or if they're just like going to see a movie or if they're watching a movie at their place or if they're staying in bed and reading like people like want to see that you're having fun so that's what they're going to post more So then that leads you to believe that that's what you should be doing and that that's like the only thing you can do. But in reality, like there's so many other things you can do with your time and if that's not something you truly desire doing at the end of the day, you know, you don't have to do it and that's okay. And you know, I think doing it every now and then sure is fine, but if it's truly, you know, something that you don't want to do, you don't have to do it and you just have to have confidence in that decision and in making that decision. And in terms of FOMO, it's hard because there's kind of always going to be a sense of FOMO because you can't do everything. And, you know, I would have it at times like when, like, say I had like a big finance test, but all my accounting friends, like our accounting tests were earlier in the week. And then they all like went out and celebrated our accounting test being over. And I still had a finance test two days from then. So I couldn't really go back out um, or go out with them and it would suck to like see everybody together and having a good time together but at the end of the day I was like is it worth like me risking you know like my grade and like how I'm doing in this class to for one night like no it's not like because I can always you know go out but I can't always just like retake this test you know what I mean and I think reminding yourself of that that like people are only going to post you know, the times that they're having fun, it truly is a highlight reel and you remind yourself of that, people are going to make it seem like, you know, all they ever do is go out or that, you know, that's just like what they're spending most of their time doing and then that can subconsciously lead you to believe that you should be doing the same thing when in reality, you can spend your time however you want. And I think in college, you know, if it's something that you really feel like you have a lot of FOMO, like consider muting that person on Instagram stories or Instagram posts um, if it really does get to you that deeply. Or, you know, like, stop watching their Snapchat stories if they're on Snapchat. And, you know, just I think the biggest thing with FOMO is, like, focusing on, like, what... Like, just remembering, like, okay, what things, like, do I truly want to do? And how do I truly want to spend my time? Because I feel like a lot of times we experience FOMO when we're just, like, not really certain what we're wanting to do with our time. And when we just don't really have plans because then it's, like, oh, this is what I could be doing. But... If you are so, like, structured in your decision making and you're, like, actually, you know, making plans with people and, like, doing other things, I think you kind of become comfortable and you become confident in the way you're living your life and you're not as worried about what you're missing out on um, if you're truly happy doing the things that you're doing. So maybe you need to reflect and ask yourself, you know, like, what am I doing in my life right now that I you know, may not enjoy as much as I thought I would, like, say on, let me think, like, on Friday night, say you meet up with, like, an organization or a club or something, and you meet up with them every Friday night, but you see all of your friends, like, have tradition to have, like, a wine night on Friday night or something, and this is literally just, like, a random example, and you constantly, like, find yourself, like, wishing you were at the wine night instead, you need to ask yourself, like, okay, am I wishing that because, I'm not happy doing what I'm doing already on Friday nights or do I just, like, really wish I was in on that fun but I still really enjoy what I'm doing on Friday nights? Because if you're really enjoying, like, what you're doing on Friday nights instead of that wine night, then, like, you need to keep doing it and your FOMO is going to be natural. But I think, like, as you build confidence in doing what you're already doing, you're going to gradually get rid of that FOMO. But if you're truly having FOMO because, like, you wish you were there and you're not enjoying what you're doing instead then like maybe consider like actually joining them um if that's an option and you know not forcing yourself to do things that you don't enjoy and allowing yourself to do things that you think you may like and it's okay if you try them and you end up not liking them you can always you know switch things up and you can always um try something else and that's the beauty of college is like you can really try and do so many different hobbies and ultimately like It's amazing because if you try something and you don't like it, you don't have to stick with it if you don't want to. And I think you should always give everything like a little bit of a chance. I see a lot of people in college try something for, you know, like a week or two and then they're like, this isn't for me. And sure, maybe they do know after a week or two, but I don't think you can judge most things after such little experience and you truly have to give things time. Um, That's a little bit of a side note, but hopefully that was a good advice for that. I didn't – FOMO didn't even really become a term until I was like – a senior in high or senior in high school, senior in college, or my post grad year, and it's a real thing. But and I think I experienced it a little bit senior year, and it caused me to go out a lot more than I probably would have actually liked to. But I'm glad I did looking back because COVID hit, and then I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I, you know, went out a lot more in my senior year compared to all of my other years because I was able to make a lot of memories that I didn't, you know, have in terms of going out. And um, I didn't go out really like at all up until my junior senior year and before that I would pretty much like just hung out and hung out with like my neighbors and my friends like in our apartments. And that's totally okay. But that's just like what I preferred at the time. And then, you know, once I was like of age and everything, I felt more comfortable like going to bars. I wasn't someone that had a fake ID and I just liked going to bars for the sense of, you know, being able to see my friends. And I kind of just had to do that if I wanted to see my friends because that's what they were doing. Um and not always. And you know, like sometimes we go to dinner or something too, but I think getting over it truly lies in having confidence in the way you're living your life and in your decisions. So definitely keep that in mind. Next question is how to stay consistent in the gym. Um, I think a lot of this has to deal with overall your discipline over motivation because so many people rely on just their motivation to get themselves to show up in the gym and to get themselves there and if you aren't disciplined enough, you're never going to have that consistency that you desire. And this is something that I've definitely like struggled with um, over the last couple of months just with balancing having a proper, or not even proper, but proper and ideal for myself um, fitness routine over the last like six months with studying. It's been really hard to sort of find that and find that um, not only motivation, but also maintain that discipline because you know I used to have that discipline in my old lifestyle in college and grad school I you know started working out my like consistently at least in the gym um the summer after my junior year of college and that summer I like really that was like one of my main priorities and I was you know really committed to getting myself I started out getting myself in the gym three times a week and then I moved it up to four times a week and then For a little bit, I did five times a week, but then I kind of went back to four times a week because it was just what I felt was optimal for me once I got back to college. And once you, you know, maintain that habit for 21 days and not a lot of people think, and I've said this before on the podcast, a lot of people think that you have to do something for 21 days straight to make it a habit, which is the case. And like, yes, that will form the habit, but with things like working out, you don't have to Do it for 21 days straight without a break. Like, you can just for three weeks straight do like commit yourself for just three weeks. Don't think about long term and don't think about even next week, but just tell yourself in your mind for three weeks, I'm going to, you know, get myself in the gym this many times a week. And then once you've established that goal, think of the current week only and focus on the three days that week or however many days you're going to show up for yourself and go to the gym. And then after you do it for three weeks straight, it will become part of your routine your body will actually crave it and you're going to miss not doing it so then you will keep it up and then you can gradually build onto that if you want to or take away from it if you find it's too much but it's definitely something i've struggled with and i posted on my personal like instagram story like last week like um just a picture in the mirror like in my gym and i was like this is your reminder to show up for yourself even when you don't feel like it because if you only show up for yourself when you feel like it then you know, you'll, chances are you'll probably never like really reach your goals or you will just not show up for yourself often at all. Um, and so many of us with things like exercise and working out, we wait on that feeling to be there. And if you're always waiting on the feeling, you're never going to have discipline because you're never going to take action even when you don't have the feeling to go. And that's like the biggest game changer to me is getting – up and going and showing up for yourself even when you don't feel like it because that proves to yourself that you're committed and through that commitment that you are upholding you are you know really executing discipline and that's just like what you're exhibiting and your mind and like body will ultimately crave it the more you like consistently go and everything but so many people like I said just rely on pure motivation and motivation is not going to be there every single day. It's not going to be there through all seasons of life. Um, and something that I can guarantee you is that it's going to be like a roller coaster. Um, motivation will always be like that. You know, you could have a ton of motivation in the day and lose all of it tomorrow. And that's why it's so important to show up for yourself on those days where you don't feel like it. And that's where it counts most because that's when you're building that habit and building that discipline despite how you feel. Um, so it's super, super important. And for me, like, I just truly find, like, when I get myself to go, when I don't feel like it, I see such an improvement in my consistency, um, as opposed to if I'm just always putting it on the back burner and saying, like, oh, if I feel like it at the end of the day, I'll go, or if I feel like it when I wake up in the morning, of course I'm not going to feel like it as soon as I wake up in the morning, and of course I'm not going to feel like it at the end of a long work day and studying. Like, I'm just going to want to, you know, sleep or sit on the couch or something, and that's just naturally what you're going to want to do after you've expended a lot of mental en- energy or physical energy during the day and you know that's why I think like in an adult lifestyle like <laughs> the chances of you actually wanting to go do those things it's literally it's probably you're only going to motivation for it like once a week maybe if that so that's why it's really important to show up for yourself on those other days where you don't have the motivation um Next question is the best way to cope and get through major changes in life that hit all at once. Um, I've talked so much about this in recent, like really over the last couple of months in the podcast. Um, So if you want to hear like more detail on it, you can listen to those episodes. But I think honestly, the biggest thing is just processing like one change at a time as much as you can and like maintaining as much routine from your old life as you can or not necessarily your old life, but like if you had a routine, um, prior to like all these life changes, if you can focus on like what you can control and like what's in your circle of control, despite all of these changes happening around you and just maintain that it will help a lot in providing that consistency that you're lacking in all the other areas of your life. So like for me personally, when I first um, moved to Houston, it was like, it still is an adjustment. I'm still like working through it and some weeks are better than others. And it was just really difficult, um, I think, emotionally, like, once I got here. And I just really tried to focus on maintaining as much, you know, routine and structure as I could in my day and just focusing on, you know, what's inside or what do I have day to day that I can control. Um, And I just tried to carry over, like, from my life in Tuscaloosa, like, I tried to carry over, like, similar habits that I did each day. And I tried to carry over you know, just like little things that I felt could make my day better and focus on those things instead of focusing on everything around me that was changing. And, you know, focusing on it one at a time um, is helpful if you can do that. I know sometimes it just feels like you can't really like hone in on one area and focus on processing that one area. And it just feels like everything's coming at you a million miles per hour and you just like can't process any of it. And honestly, a lot of it um, just has to do with like letting yourself feel any feelings associated with the changes, um, whether they're good or bad, you know, like expressing gratitude for the good and expressing or trying to find a silver lining in the bad even. And um, I think, you know, talking to people who have been through similar experiences, whether that's, you know, a family member, a friend, a mentor, or maybe even like listening to a podcast or from somebody that's been through something similar or watching a YouTube video from somebody that's been through something similar can really help you feel less alone in it. And it will just sort of give you perspective from somebody that's already been through it um, so that you know you'll get through it as well. And I think that that's important to remember, too, is that, you know, you will make it through um, the change and the change is inevitable. And remembering that there's no way to really avoid it. And it's something that comes as we grow older with each phase of life you know, you kind of come more at peace with the things that change and you just have to remind yourself that it it really is like a time game and a waiting game of, you know, things really settling in and feeling like normal again. Because everything's going to require an adjustment period and remembering that, you know, your adjustment period may be different than somebody else's is super important too. Because if you're comparing your journey and how you're adapting the change to the way somebody else did and how somebody else is coping with change, someone might cope with change by completely avoiding it and never processing it. And then it's going to hit them like a truck later on or while, or whereas you may be processing the change like day by day, taking it little by little and maybe really easing into your new lifestyle. And then that way you're able to fully, you know, step into it and embrace it with open arms. Um, when you feel like very at peace with it. So, um but definitely if you want more details on that check out um a lot of my recent podcast episodes over the last couple of months you could probably tell in the titles like which ones kind of touch on that topic but um it's definitely something that i'm still working through next question is do you get seasonal depression or slumps how do you um combat it and i don't okay so i've i mean growing up in florida um it obviously never really got that cold for an extended amount of time um so i truly do not you know, see or feel like, I don't, I can't understand the magnitude of what, you know, a lot of people go through in much colder areas and in New York, like I have friends that live in New York and have said like how horrible it is because you'll just be in your apartment or where you live for just days on end without leaving because you either can't leave because of the roads or, um, it's just too cold to be outside and I can imagine that that gets, makes you stir crazy and it makes you like really, your mood does get affected by that. Um, and, I think um, I experienced a little bit of it, I would say, in Tuscaloosa because Tuscaloosa would get cold, but even if it wasn't that cold in, like, the winter and, like, early spring, it will be, like, two or three weeks with, like, absolutely no sunshine, like, every single year, and that, like, I truly, I would enjoy it because I'm somebody that actually, like, really enjoys, like, cool, not cold, but, like, cooler weather, and, um rainy weather and gloomy weather i enjoy it most of the time unless i like genuinely like really need to be productive and then feel it's you know dampening my mood but um i really got affected by it in tuscaloosa like after we would have like four days straight of no sun and then i would like realize like it would start to hit me i'm like oh my gosh i haven't seen the sun in forever and it would just make you feel like really lazy when you woke up and you just wouldn't feel motivated to do anything and it's really hard cuz then you know you lose all your motivation and then you start getting stressed because you don't have any motivation to do anything and as a result you're like procrastinating things and you know your sleep schedule gets thrown off cuz maybe you're like just falling asleep more throughout the day or you're maybe having a hard time falling asleep like whatever it may be but i mean like one thing that's you know proven is i mean get your vitamin levels checked and like talk to a doctor about like vitamin d cuz if you you know have a vitamin d deficiency that can like amplify like any um, seasonal depression you may be going through. And I've read that. So I have a hatch like alarm clock that I got like a month ago. And it's basically like an alarm clock that mimics and like imitates like the sun rising at dawn and um, it wakes you up that way. So I have like this, you can set like a bunch of different or not a bunch of different sounds, but you can set a sound from a bunch of different sounds. And like the sound I have is just like birds chirping. So it's kind of like waking up in the morning to birds chirping. And then it has, um, it uses a light and it it turns on like 30 minutes before your alarm is set. And then it gets to like its full brightness um, at your alarm time. So it gradually increases to mimic that. And I, do, I have found that that like does help me feel a lot more awake in the mornings. Granted, if I'm not getting a sleep or getting enough sleep, of course, I'm still feeling really tired when I wake up. But if I get enough sleep, it's a lot easier for me to get up in the morning because I kind of just feel like, okay, ready to get my day started. And, you know, a lot of people may think, why not just, you know, like sleep with your blinds open? That's kind it's kind of hard to fall asleep if, you know, there's a lot of light outside your window, so you can't necessarily do that, that kind of thing. Um, And I actually read that like those types of alarm clocks that sort of mimic the sun rising and everything can actually really help people who may have like more mild cases of like seasonal depression and um, so, they, that may be something to look into as well. And I think just being intentional about, you know, having a sleep routine, I think that's so important because it's really easy um, to, you know, especially if you're a college student. So, say for example, maybe you're home during the winter or maybe your classes are just all online. It could be really easy to just like nap a lot during the day. And that's going to mess up your entire sleep schedule. But if you have a consistent sleep schedule, your body's like, you know, rise and sleep phase will just really stay consistent and that will just help you with your overall energy throughout the day, which will really help. And it'll just help your mood as well. Cause like, if you don't get enough sleep, your mood's going to be affected by that. And I also think that, um, anytime you can just like scheduling interaction with other people, whether that's, you know, if it's really, really, really cold where you are and you like genuinely cannot go outside, You know, try and just like schedule a FaceTime with a friend um, for a particular time just to have something to look forward to during the day. Or like if there's anything you can do within your home that you could look forward to within the day, definitely focus on implementing something every day that you could do. Like whether that's maybe taking a bath or reading, starting a new book when you get off of work. And um, it could be anything, like anything you could do indoors that you will look forward to instead of just allowing yourself to, you know, just not really do anything because you don't really feel like it um I find that if you can kind of schedule those things um in your mind you'll have it to look forward to and that'll just sort of help your mood overall to have a little bit of hope for your day and um if you can go places you know like maybe try or maybe it's not like terribly cold but maybe you just live in a very gloomy area kind of like how Tuscaloosa would get um you know try and go on a walk with somebody like get a hot chocolate and go on a walk or or maybe like with yourself if you just want to listen to a podcast or music or um schedule a coffee date with somebody go see a movie something like that and it doesn't have to be something you do every single day um but i think like once a week like trying to do that can really once again just give you something to look forward to and help next question is asking about um cpa exam advice best balance of work and study you can skip through this if you're not like wanting any anything to do with this but i have shared my study schedules for all my exams except for bc i think i forgot to do it for this last one but it's basically like the same exact structure um on my youtube channel in my vlogs so if you go to my channel you'll see like in the title of videos like um study schedule or whatever or how i'm studying for this and you can check that out if you want like the actual schedule but as far as my tips go Um, I think it's really important to not overcommit yourself each day for studying. Like, I learned that the hard way, like, with my first, like, two sections. Sometimes I would be like, I'm going to get, like, six or seven modules done today, and that's a lot um, to do for, like, lectures and multiple choice. So I really quickly realized, like, what I kind of had a tolerance for each day, and I generally can't do more. Like, six is the absolute most that I could do, um, but five is – like more ideal to not go over and like setting that tolerance is important like finding because there becomes a point where like you're just not even like paying attention or retaining anything after you've been like sitting in the same spot for so long and doing stuff but I think it's really important to um you know know what time of day you study best I like could say that I do study better in the evening and at night but I don't like to because that's usually when opportunities to see other people like come about and in terms of balancing like work and study like I'm very fortunate that I've you know just been working for myself like as I've been going through all of this but the biggest thing for me has been like looking at my calendar and you know like some days for YouTube I'll have like a day where I truly need to be working like almost the entire day and on those days like I I try to plan out that day if I can which is something that's very beneficial about working for myself like if I have to get content for a lot of brands and I know that I need to do that I'm going to schedule doing all of that on one day and I'm going to do it on the day that I have like the shortest lectures and the least amount of multiple choice um, just to like prepare myself best and I think that the best way to balance it is honestly in my opinion even if you are like a nighttime studier I truly do think it's beneficial to just do it in the morning and like force yourself to before going to work or before starting your work for the day just because the motivation is going to be so, so, so much lower at the end of the day than it is at the beginning of the day because at the end of the day, like your whole day, like how your day goes at work will affect your mood obviously and it's, you know, if you had a really rough day at work, at least you could say I already got my studying done whereas if you have a really rough day at work and you haven't studied yet – you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I now I have to study, that's even worse, and then you'll probably like not even do it, so I think that, you know, getting yourself to do it in the morning is beneficial, even if you aren't a morning person, you kind of just have to figure out like what's going to work for you, but I do highly encourage doing it at the start of the day, um, I notice on the days that I like get started a lot later, I obviously don't finish until a lot later, and I tend to take a lot more breaks throughout the day, whereas if I start at like eight, A.M. Like, I'm usually done by, like, noon. And unless it's, like, the last two weeks before the exam, I'm normally pulling, like, 8 to 12-hour days in the last two weeks. But in the first, like, two or three weeks, I, you know, I'm only having to do four or five hours a day, sometimes a little less than that. And in those situations, it's really nice because I'm so motivated to get it done with so that I have – like, I'm so excited to not have to study, so I like to try and get through it as fast as possible. Um, So that's, like, super – helpful in my opinion is if you have something to look forward to it's going to motivate you to get it done quicker um and honestly like I don't really have any bit of a social life at all like I don't even like see anybody besides like my boyfriend because we live together and maybe like his family um in my last like two or three weeks before my exam but in the two weeks before that I normally like allow myself to you know do something like once or twice a week like during the night um just to, like keep myself sane and not absolutely like lose it while <laughs> I'm studying because I would like if I was just that isolated for a 5 to 6 week period or 3 to 5 to 6 depending on how long the study period is and that's always been super helpful because it gives me something to look forward to at the end of the week and it motivates me to get my work done because then I'm just like oh my gosh I get to do this tonight, like, the sooner I get it done, like, I'll have more time to myself, like, to either get ready or to just, like, do something else with my day, and that really helps, and I just think that balance is going to be subjective, and it's going to be different for everybody, and there have been many times throughout this where I haven't had any balance, and I've just had to accept that because I'm much more willing to, just the way I am, I'm much more willing to accept, um, Temporary, like just discomfort and temporary dissatisfaction with like the way my life is, rather than like stringing this process out longer than it needs to be. Some people would rather, you know, maintain a really healthy balance of a social life and work and studying and study over the course of a year or two. But I'm somebody who would rather just, you know, get it all over with because as soon as done, you know. I won't have to worry about it anymore and then I can get back to like normal but that's just the way I am and everybody's going to be different but I highly recommend creating a schedule I think that especially if you're working too while studying creating a schedule for like what you're going to do every day is the best way to actually get things done in my opinion I've had people like message me and say that you know like you don't need a schedule like you don't have to like say that um I was able to you know just study when I felt like I didn't pass all four but like not everybody's going to be that way everybody's situation is different but I do think you know statistically speaking when you make schedules for things and like lists of like what you need to do you're more likely to achieve those things and if you know what you have to do day in and day out going through the whole process you're going to get it done so much faster you're you know you kind of learn to just accept that like this is what you're doing for now And you have to accept it and get over it. Like in the beginning, I was like, wow, this really sucks (laughs) that I'm having to do this every day. And I would think about that every day. Like I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to study today again, blah, blah, blah. And then I got used to it. And now I'm like, it is what it is. It's what I have to do in order to achieve this goal. So I have to be okay with it. And, you know, the more I stick to the schedule and the better I stick to it. And as long as I stick to it, it's proven to have worked for me so that, you know, I'm motivated to keep doing it because of that, if that makes sense. Um, I'm sorry I don't have like the best tips on balance for in terms of like working and studying just because I am fortunately in a position where I am working for myself. So I don't have like a true job that I'm having to balance it with right now. But I mean, it's a job, but like I can do it on my own time. So that makes things like literally completely different. But um, I truly think making a schedule is probably going to be like the most beneficial thing for you and sticking to it but that's just my opinion next question is what's your favorite winter trends um oh my gosh I really love like fall and winter clothing and like fashion like I just feel like it's so much more timeless like it's not exhausting to like keep up with because I feel like things pretty much stay the same for the most part um but I really specifically love like the collared sweaters right now if you know what I'm talking about. Um, I i'm trying to like think of a way to describe them But like they're just kind of like a v-neck a little bit in the front but they have a collar But it's a sweater material I think they're so cute because like they can be worn really casually or you could like dress them up pretty cute with like A blazer and jeans and boots or something if you're going to work. I'm happy that uggs are like <laughs> back in trend and in style and everything. Um I think I mentioned in last week's unpopular opinions episode that like I have I have many Uggs. I guess now, like, the super trendy ones are, like, the ultra minis, but I have, like, the mini ones, and I got them for Christmas two years ago for my boyfriend, and it's just so funny to me because it was, like, I remember, I think I said last week in the episode how I was, like, all my friends were, like, wait, why are you, like, asking for those? Because it's, like, are they coming back in style? Like, everyone was a little confused, and then, like, two years later, here they are, and they're just, like, crazy, I mean, trendy right now, but, like, I'm always going to love and wear them because they are literally the warmest shoes you can wear, and they are so comfy um so I love that that they're actually like trending but even if they're not trending I'm still gonna love my Uggs and wear them and everything I love like matching like sweatsuits those are kind of like I feel like always gonna be a thing um at least they are for me like I just like I'm at a point now like I'm older and I'm just like I genuinely don't care like if something is considered like in style or trendy or dressing to the trends like I just don't have the time to spend to devote like following all of that and I don't have the energy to either and I would rather just you know dress for things that I think like look good on me and like flatter like my body type and dress in things that I feel most confident in whether that means they're trendy or not and like honestly like my favorite thing I've realized now is just like basics like very basic stuff and you know like maybe having those basic things in a few different colors or just having neutrals and maybe like a few pops of color here and there but like all in all that's just like what works best for me um i love that you know the kind of business casual like chic look is sort of a thing like for the winter i feel like that's always a thing like with the blazers and the coats and everything like that and i just really like that because it's multi-purpose because it's like okay i could wear this to work and i could also wear it like going and doing something and it's going to look great either way um and I feel like honestly I haven't kept up with like any winter trends besides that I'm trying to think of like trends I've seen a lot of um I know like puffers are like super in but they're always in I feel like too um I don't really know I I guess like right now a lot of I've seen like a lot of the teddy not the teddy coats but like the that kind of fur on like bags and stuff like that I don't really know I'm not crazy about it I think it's like cool for you know I've seen like the Marc Jacobs like mini tote and like a little fur version and I think like okay that's cute for just like a casual like winter bag but I'm I don't know that kind of stuff I'm just like it's not gonna be cute probably in a few years so like I'm not gonna waste my money on it right now if that makes sense but I'd say like my favorite thing is definitely um Uggs and the like collared sweaters probably have to be my favorite and I also like that scarves are like actually a thing because I I mean scarves were huge when I was in middle school and well not middle maybe middle school I can't really remember like eighth grade ninth grade scarves were huge like we always wore a like long sleeve or short sleeve like plain shirt and then you would get a scarf from like American Eagle that was like an infinity scarf or something or J Crew, and like it would like match your um, shirt that you were wearing, and there would be, like, so many different patterns, like, obviously not those types of scarves I haven't seen, but I'm glad that, like, long, normal scarves are just, like, I feel like I'm seeing them so much more as part of an outfit, but I'm, like, why do people even let those things, like, have the word trendy, because it's, like, it's a functional piece of clothing, like, it literally provides you warmth, so, like, why is it not a part of outfits all the time? I don't know, I feel like I've just seen them so much more, it's, like, style this year I guess you could say um compared to other years so I'm glad that that's the thing or that that's the case um with those but next question is tips for creating a work wardrobe when office wear is different from personal style um I love this question because I really struggled like with the whole business casual and like workwear situation like when I was in college and I was going to recruiting events or I had to wear business casual for like a class or something like that it would be so frustrating because the business casual clothes are like the expensive for the first or first and foremost they are expensive and second of all it's really hard to find stuff sometimes especially when you're at college and you're like new to like that style I feel like there's so much pressure that like you have to dress to this like certain this very specific like style of business casual and you have to buy things from business casual style stores like places that just like sell that type of clothing like um, Express or Loft or um, J Crew and like stuff like that and you just feel like you have to get your things from there but like that's not the case. That's how I would think like I was like okay this place sells business casual so I need to get my stuff from there and then I really quickly realized that it was ex- way too expensive for me in college and I really just started going to my local like consignment stores and getting business casual clothes there and that worked really great. I still have pieces from um, doing that that I still, like, have and love, but I will say, like, for matching, like, type of things, like, suits and stuff like that, or if you want to buy, like, a blazer, I recommend buying, like, a blazer and pants from the same place because buying them at, like, buying a blazer from, like, a consignment store can be really hard to, like, match with pants you have from somewhere else, like, I always struggle with that because I felt like, I'm, like, black should not be, like, that, subjective of like a color to where I could wear a black blazer and black pants and it not match but it is unfortunately because depending on the material and like the just way the pants are made and everything like that like it could be a different color of black in your blazer versus your pants and I struggle with that but I think that my biggest tip is to just like think of you know what type there's different types of business casual you know you have business casual that's like that whole um you know like the just pants and like a printed type of blouse type of situation but you can also think of business casual as like your basics but just you know maybe dressed up a little bit more so you can literally use a turtleneck a sweater um a plain button-down blouse and or any like just plain shirt and wear a blazer on top of it and pants wise just plain pants like it doesn't have to be this like specific look and I always thought that's was how it was like I would see people dress in it in college and think I have to that's how my business casual has to look and I've learned that business casual is really just dressed up basics and when I realized that I was like wait I actually like love the style of business casual I feel like it's just a professional look and I'm like really into that right now because I think coming out of my college town and now living in like a postgrad world for me and like my post-grad life I'm like okay how do I like what do I want my style to be in and outside of work and you know in work it's like okay obviously I can wear jeans and that's great because I could wear a sweater and boots with it or whatever and that's super easy or um, any kind of heels and a blouse and outside of work honestly my style feels like what I'm aiming for is very similar to like what I would wear in office because it's just like I really just love basics and you know layering with basics that's just what I've been obsessed with lately because I'm like this just feels so much more professional than anything I would wear in college because college was so focused on like standing out looking trendy and you know that kind of thing just looking like you were in with the trends and I think that everybody sort of subconsciously tries to address to that because it's what you are primarily surrounded by. And in the postcard world, it's like, I don't even, I don't care, like, what anybody <laughs> thinks if my clothes are, like, super trendy or not. It's more so of, like, I want to be comfortable and I want to, like, look my age. And if I'm, like, still dressing like a college student, which, trust me, I still wear my, like, college sweatshirts and my college t-shirts with running shorts and socks or sneakers or whatever, which is a very collegey type of look, I still do that. But in terms of, like, when I'm actually, like – dressing myself for the day and i'm not just like wearing comfortable clothes in my apartment um and because i'm not going to be leaving my apartment it's i mean i really just like being comfortable and i like things that are going to like last in my closet and things that i'm like not going to get sick of because it's like as you get older it's like you don't have time to clean out your closet all the time and you don't have time to like look through clothes online and shop online or shop in person like you're not going to want to do that with your free time. Um when you like are working long hours and everything. Like your free time is so much more valuable, so you want stuff that you're just going to be able to hold on to and love like year after year. But I do want to suggest definitely downloading like like to know it and searching like business casual or um you could search like just casual chic or, like, something like that, um, like, to know it, you can find lots of ideas. So it's Sometimes it's really hard. You kind of have to find the right stuff to search because I'll search business casual sometimes, and I'll, like, find, like, a few hidden gems, but I feel like for the most part, it's, like, that very generic, like, business business casual look, which, like, if that's your style, that's great, but for me, that's, like, not really my business casual type of style. Um, so definitely try out, like, to know it, and then on TikTok, if you look up business casual, there are so 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 many creators like i've seen a million of them i feel like on my for you page of workwear inspiration or maybe like search workwear on like you know. that's probably a better thing to search um but i personally love lady diana may i believe is her name i follow her on instagram and tiktok and she like her everything she wears like that's my like what i'm like really trying to focus like my style on that's what I love I love how it like looks on me and I feel most comfortable in it and I feel most confident in it so that's what I'm trying to just sort of transform my wardrobe into and like really transition out of all the like trendy college pieces and into all of those things so she's really great to follow Madison Lynn I think is someone on TikTok that would be that also does workwear outfits let me look at what her actual name is because I follow her but I think it's just Madison it's Madison with two D's and then underscore Lynn. She does workwear outfits. Um, but there's lots of people. So if you search on TikTok, even if you don't have TikTok, like literally just download the app so you can search that. And you'll find lots of stuff. And then as you search for that, you're going to get more and more of it on, on your For You page and you'll come across it. And that'll be a really good way for you to find inspiration. But I think it's important to remember, like, you can appreciate a style, but it may not be like your personal style. Um, and that's something that I used to get confused like with and it's something I'm still like working through now I would see things that I like loved on other people and I was like oh I want that for myself and then I would buy it but I wouldn't like like it once I got it and I have grown to realize that you can appreciate and really like enjoy and love certain styles and the way they look but that doesn't mean it's like your personal style um and that's something that I'm trying to like distinguish and like really figure out in like this whole post-grad phase of life and figuring all of that out is such a journey and one of my really good friends is like super into all of that and she's trying to like tap into helping others like find that for themselves so we talk about it all the time and um I know there's like a quiz you can take that like helps you figure out your body shape and how to dress for your body shape and all that kind of stuff. Um, which I think is something that I like would love to do just so that, cause sometimes I do like buy like certain outfits or like certain things that I see on someone else. And I'm like, okay, I think that like looks really good. And I really like the way it look looks, but then I put it on myself and I hate the way I look. And I'm like, okay, well probably because I'm trying to dress to this person that's like, five foot nine and you know really slim and that's just like not my body type at all and i'm sitting here trying to like wear what they were wearing that flattered their body so of course it's not really going to flatter mine and that's just something i think you realize as you get older um it's not because when you're younger you kind of focus more so on what's trending and what's going to like get the most attention if i like were to post it on social media because that's just like the way the generations are now like that's just like kind of the focus it's like how can my outfit, you know, like be super trendy and like, what can I get to be really in with the trend? And then you get older and you're like, okay, well, one, I want to be comfortable. And two, I just need something that's going to flatter, like the way I look. And I just feel like I was not thinking about that like at all when I was in college. Um, And not, it's like not a bad thing. I just think that's just the way your mindset kind of changes with it. So hopefully, um, you know, with your office wear being different from your personal style, definitely try to identify the things that you like and appreciate versus like the things that you like but like actually will you know be something that you feel comfortable and confident in because like I said those are two completely separate things and once you can learn to separate that it will really help you identify your personal style and you know office wear may be different from your personal style but I can guarantee you there are aspects of your personal style that you can implement into a workwear type of style so if you are somebody like if your personal style say is very like fun you like a lot of color or maybe just like very unique like types of pieces a great way to implement that into workwear is to maybe focus on you know like printed shirts instead of just plain and or maybe incorporating more like not necessarily more jewelry but just like maybe like a statement like belt or necklace or something that makes your outfit feel like more of your personal style because you have a very fun and um unique like style that really loves like the color and like the extra things but if you're somebody who has a very basic style or maybe you just like a, or you have a very girly style there are ways to sort of implement that into your work wardrobe if you really like think of things that you can pull from your personal style to add into what you're wearing to work. Um, Because when you think of work wear, I feel like generally people just think of like boring neutral colors, which I don't think they're boring anymore. Like I used to think that way and now I'm just like, no, I like love having neutrals because they're so easy to mix and match. And, um, you know, or maybe even having like a shoe that's like a different type of shoe or like a statement color or something like that can help. So, Hopefully that's helped. That was like a really long winded explanation, but it's something that I've like really been into lately and figuring out lately, especially with starting work so soon. So that's why I like talked about it for forever because it's something that's like very prevalent in my life right now as well. Next question is how to deal with your significant other liking explicit pictures on Instagram. So this is like the only relationships type of question I got. Um... First and foremost, it's, like, if you've communicated that and, you know, your significant other is still choosing to do that after you've communicated how it made you feel, um, I think – and I think focusing, first of all, before I get into that, is when you're – first of all, you need to communicate it. If you haven't communicated it to the person, then, you know, they're not really going to understand where you're coming from. And, you know, maybe they – some people argue that they should understand that right out the gate, and that should be, like, a non negotiable, like not be questioned, whatever. But you have to communicate it and you need to communicate how it makes you feel. I saw something one time that, like, it was just like relationship advice. I want to say it was like an article or something. And it was talking about how important it is to communicate your feelings and emphasizing that over, like, the person's, like, action. Because when you initially just bring up the person's action, it's going to automatically put that person on the defensive, like, to defend themselves. And be like oh well like that wasn't my intention or something but if you start and lead with like how you're feeling it'll put that in their mind first and hopefully that'll put them in a place it may not work but hopefully it would put them in a place to be considering your feelings about how you feel about it and honestly like if y'all could just hear me out especially I mean like if this is something you're struggling with in your relationship um, I know that this is something you've probably like read in like maybe or seen a TikTok on it or something. But like just take it from me. Like do not like waste your time with somebody who is literally going to not honor like respecting you. And what I mean by that is like if you've communicated how something makes you feel and it doesn't make you feel good they should respect you enough to not do whatever that is because if they're continuously choosing to not respect you and continuously choosing to do whatever it is that's making you feel uncomfortable in this case you know liking explicit pictures and you have already communicated to them how that makes you feel that their action right there is literally showing you I mean it is literally showing you that they do not prioritize respecting you or your feelings over like their own wishes and they don't have to do that across the board like obviously you should you know prioritize like how your partner feels and like respecting them and everything but they would rather continue participating in that action than you feel better and they would rather like keep doing that despite knowing how you feel and that in and of itself just like speaks to how they how they don't respect you really and how they don't respect your feelings and I know like if I would have like heard this like years ago in like different situations and not necessarily like the specific scenario but like you know how when people say like oh they're clearly like showing you by their actions that they're not respecting you I feel like you hear that when you're younger and You want to, like, you believe it, but, like, deep down, you don't really, like, do anything about it, and you know, like, in the back of your mind, like, oh, yeah, like, what they're doing isn't respectful of me, or isn't respectful of, like, my time, or isn't respectful of my emotions, and it's just not considerate to begin with, and you may know that deep down, but you don't really do anything about it because you're just scared, and I think that that's normal, like, when you're younger, like, you're just scared of losing that person, and you're scared of all the consequences and the fallout of that but like I am here to tell you that like there are so many people in this world who will respect you and not maybe not so many but there is somebody out in the many many people in this world that will respect you and will respect your wishes and will respect your emotions and I think that with this particular situation like I can say that like with confidence like if that is something that really does affect you like it doesn't affect everybody and that's fine because everybody has their personal things that like really affect their emotions and I think a lot of it has to deal with you know like do do with past experiences past like insecurities or anything like that so so much can affect this and I don't like I see a lot of people try to like blanket statement these type of things and say like this is like completely wrong in all circumstances but the fact is that like not everybody is going to put as much emphasis on that as like the next person so I truly think that you know if you've communicated that and they have chosen to continue doing it, they are literally showing you right there that like their actions, like they may say oh I'm sorry like I won't do it again or oh I don't think anything of it. If they're still doing it after all of that, like they they just genuinely don't care enough to respect you because it's it's literally a simple fix. You know what I mean? It's not like you're asking them to do like a ton of stuff or anything like that when it's something like that. And I just truly think that At that point like why are you choosing to like waste your time on somebody who isn't going to respect you and um you know hear you out and like want to respect your emotions because like I said there's somebody out there that's going to do it and as hard as it is I don't I mean I don't necessarily think it's something like oh my gosh I'm going to end things with this person because of it but it's something to like have a more serious conversation about and then if it's still continuing chances are that it's never really going to change and if it's bothering you to like that degree then like yes maybe then consider ending things because if it's going to affect you that much it's always going to be something that you resent that person for in the back of your mind and that's never going to change and you're never going to like fully be able to feel comfortable and confident in that relationship and you should feel fully comf- comfortable and confident in a relationship with whoever you're with and you may not feel that way right out of the gate but like ultimately you should be able to even get to that point but you're by choosing to stay with somebody who's like literally showing you that they don't respect you you're putting like a cap on how comfortable and how you know great you're going to be able to feel in your relationship because you're always going to have something affecting you that you're just choosing to live with despite telling them how you feel and at that point you just have to make the decision is this something that i'm going to you know work on and I just don't want to let it affect me anymore some people may do that but I truly think that deep down if it's something that you don't like and if it's something that really just affects you and you've communicated that and they're continuously choosing to not respect that then you should maybe think about like other options like whether that's you know just taking a break or ending things like whatever it is um And like I said, not everybody struggles with this and it's not something that bothers everyone and don't let that affect how it makes you feel because everyone is really different. And I don't know, I think that's something that has to be remembered because some people will think it's a big deal. Some people are gonna be like indifferent towards it and some people aren't even going to like bat an eye at it. So it's truly different across the board. So make sure like if you're, you know, taking advice from anybody about it, I guess, or seeking advice from anybody about it, make sure it's somebody that, you know, kind of feels the same way you do and you're not like literally only exposing yourself to like a side of the situation that feels the opposite of how you do like you wouldn't want to be I don't know necessarily taking advice from somebody who doesn't care about it at all because that's not going to be applicable in your situation if that makes sense but I hope that that's helpful in the sense of providing you guidance in that situation because I'm just here to tell you like there I just think of like my younger self and there is so much that I tolerated and put up with that showed like just that literally just exhibited disrespect honestly and I would you know just maybe bring it up or maybe I didn't say anything at all and of course it would continue because I either didn't bring it up at all and I just like told myself that I needed to get over it which I don't think is the way to do things (laughs) like I'm sitting here telling you now that's not how you should do things you should communicate things when they make you feel uncomfortable or feel bad or feel sad or anything like that. Or, you know, I – maybe I did communicate them and the other person just said, like, you know, no. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Or, you know, said, like, oh, you're just overthinking things. Like, anything like that. No. Like, you feel the way you feel and you deserve to be heard out and your emotions deserve to be, like, you know, just heard and respected. And I just don't think it's worth it. And I I just look back on my younger self and I'm like, why – did i ever you know let myself go through so much like why didn't i literally just like take that for what it was and like see that that person was showing me their true character in that moment and i was like convincing myself and holding on to that the idea of like who somebody could be and that's something that like i think can really really hurt people in the long run if you don't realize that like that, that's sort of how you are in relationships because i think when i was younger that's sort of how i was i was so attached and in my head I would always hold this like I would hold on to what I thought a person could be in their potential but that's like natural in my personality because that's how I am with my like with anybody if I have like a close friend and I see like I can see their potential and I'm like and I see everything that they're capable of I'm going to do all I can to encourage them to like get to where they want to be and achieve their goals and dreams because I see that in them and I just know how valuable that can be. But the bad thing about that is in relationships that often translates to, you know, having an ideal of somebody and seeing that in your mind and holding on to that in your mind and always thinking like, oh, they'll get to that point. But the thing is, is like you have to accept who they're showing you that they are, if that makes sense, instead of expecting them to reach this ideal that you have in your mind that they may or may not even like know of which they probably don't if it's this ideal version of them or thinking that you can you know fix people and like everything like that all of that can be really detrimental in the long run and I truly just think that that can I mean that's like an entirely different tangent but like my point with all of that is you know maybe not I didn't really deal with that in terms of like explicit pictures but like in in the sense of other way other forms of disrespect Um, Whether that was me communicating something that bothered me and the person continuously choosing to do that and then wondering why I finally had enough. You know, like that kind of thing. Dealing with disrespect is hard because everybody has a different tolerance for it. You know, like I would hold on to the idea of like someone being perfect in my head, which they're never going to be perfect. It's not fair to them, to the other person, to hold them to a perfect standard. And it's not fair to yourself because you're likely... Staying in something that's not beneficial for you because you're so stuck on an ideal version of somebody instead of actually seeing like how they're treating you, and that can just be hurtful. So, I think my experience with that like has encouraged me to say um, in response to this specific question, I just wish when I was younger. I mean, like obviously everything happens for a reason, and um, I can't go back and change things in hindsight's twenty twenty, but looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I dealt with so much disrespect that I just like didn't deserve in multiple different situations with different people. And at the end of the day, you have to decide, you know, like how, how much is too much, which in my opinion, like don't waste your time because like life is too short and there's somebody out there who will respect you. And the longer, you know, you, you, hold on to some, somebody or something just because you think that, oh, next time it won't happen or, oh, it won't happen again, but it's happened like 50 times. Like you have to realize that at that point, like it's a choice and it's like, you're just trying to convince yourself, uh, that, you know, things are going to be fine and that it's not going to happen again. Um, so hopefully that was helpful. That was like super long-winded and all over the place, but I'm just really passionate about that because, I just wish I could give younger me a hug sometimes because I'm just like, why was I so, which honestly, praise the Lord for growth because I'm just, I'm very much not that way now, like having, holding on to like an ideal of, you know, like my significant other in my head and everything like that. But I think that in the past I've been that way and it's really hurt me in the long run. And, um, as a result, like I've just dealt with disrespect that I just intolerated it for like way longer than I needed to. Um, and that's why I'm so passionate about it and like why I just sat here and talked about it for like 10 or 15 minutes because I truly just like any of you listening to this that are younger, it's going to be harder for you to understand right now. But I promise when you're like older and you realize that you're going to be like, why did I ever let myself go through so much like emotional hurt just for like the hope that somebody like wouldn't do something again and disrespect me again, like when they should just be respecting you in the first place, if that makes sense. Okay, last question, because this has gotten really long, really fast. Um, Someone asked if – or really just how to be more organized um, across the board, like with self-care, working out, um, studies, and home life and everything like that, and just balancing everything and feeling like you're wasting a lot of time. So I think the best way to go about this, um, something that I've been doing lately is doing like a top three for the day. So like the night before the next day, like – um, when I'm going to bed at night, I will think of the next day. And I'm like, what three things do I like absolutely need to get done tomorrow? And then I think of what ideal times I would like, like to get those things done by or like when I what order I want to do them. And I truly think that just thinking ahead and sort of scheduling things, even if it's not a strict schedule, but just loosely having an idea in your mind of like, this is what I have to get done tomorrow and I would like to have this done by this time. It's just so much more helpful than just sort of going into the day and sort of taking things hour by hour and being like okay like what do I have to do next and um oh like what am I gonna do this evening for dinner like planning all of that out can just save you a lot of time a lot of wasted time in the long run and I truly just think that you can optimize your time best if you are scheduling things and it does not have to be like this super strict schedule like at all it can be very very loose of a schedule and I think my biggest tips really are just like having that schedule, having a consistent sleep routine because if you're really getting inconsistent sleep and you're waking up at different times of the day, it's really hard to have a routine throughout your day and honestly having a routine optimizes your efficiency and the amount of time you spend on things and how much time you have in your day and you know thinking of like what you want to prioritize like each day is just really helpful because you're not really creating or you're not leaving any time for things that you don't really have to do and you're really just focusing on what you need to do and then at the end of the day if you have time left like that's when you can say what would I rather do right now like would I rather practice self-care would I rather like hang out with a friend and prioritize my social life um or would I rather like exercise right now and I think just like planning everything out is literally my biggest tip for that and I know it's probably like redundant and not like this profound advice but seriously like just loosely having an idea of like what you're doing the next day going into it is a game changer and i can't recommend it enough in terms of like staying organized and keeping lists and everything like i use notion to i'll make like one big list for the week of like everything i have to do that week between youtube podcast studying and just life related things and i'll check them off as i go throughout the week i'll add things to it if i have to delete things and then day by day i'll make like a to-do list on like a sketch pad um, and that's just like what works best for me, and it may be different for you. You may need to use a planner or something like that. But that's all I'm gonna answer because one, my throat is getting sore from talking, and two, this has gotten really long. But hopefully, this was helpful. I like really, I really like when I have questions like that um, one about like the relationship or whatever, just because it's something that I struggled with in a different light when I was younger. And like now that I'm older and I'm like looking back, I feel like my hindsight like literally just makes me want to like grab any of you going through anything like that in any form of disrespect and just be like you deserve like somebody that's going to respect you like do not like keep putting up with continuous disrespect because they are choosing to do that and showing you how they feel and like i just i don't know and i know that's hard to get through people's heads because people can hear it a million times and it's not going to get through to them because that's how i was you know like and i would like say like oh to like a close friend or something like oh my gosh at my so-and-so or me and my boyfriend are in an argument because of this. Like, he doesn't – he thinks this is, like, ridiculous or overreacting, like, blah, blah, blah. And um, I feel this way about it, and they're like, you deserve better and, like, you know, don't deal with that, like, whatever. And then you hear it, but, like, you just, like, don't really – you don't really know what to do with it. Like, you hear it, and you're like, yeah, you're right, but then you just don't do anything. And if it's – you know, if someone's continues to showing you who they are, then, you know, you need to take that as it is and do something about it. So – um, hopefully this was a helpful episode and insightful and just like fun a little bit of a balance of everything but be sure to leave a review and follow in bloom podcast on instagram it's just at in bloom podcast and join the in bloom podcast facebook group and i will talk to you all next week